Hey folks, welcome to another episode of In Melbourne Last Week. This is a conversation podcast where I, Ivan Pijoni, speak to everyday people who do extraordinary things. My guest for this week is a podcast host and a producer based in Melbourne. His name is Chris Burke. He is the host of the History of Australia podcast, which is currently in hiatus, but he did tell me that he is releasing new episodes in 2020, so I'll leave links in the show notes with that. He also produces several other podcasts, which are too many to mention in this introduction, so I'll leave show notes with links to those as well. Chris and I spoke about the podcasting scene in Melbourne and how that's changed in the last 18 months or so since he's been involved. Uh, He's also told me some funny stories about him being an audio engineer. Uh, He works for the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre, so he told me some interesting stories about that. And something which was brought to light when we were talking off air before we started recording, he actually suffers from uh, depression and anxiety. And while he has talked about that with his friends, uh, he's never actually talked about it on a podcast. So this is the first time he's opened up about his mental health battles as well. So I found that truly courageous from Chris to uh, talk about that. So Chris, thank you so much for talking about that, mate. I I do appreciate it. We recorded in his studio and uh, I really enjoyed the chat. So here he is, Chris Burke. Chris Burke, thank you uh, for having me in your studio. I've, I've had a habit of actually being in some people's studios this season doing episodes, <laughs> which has been really handy, actually. No, that's good, man. Ivan, it's absolutely a pleasure to have you here, mate. Yeah. yeah. No worries. And uh, yeah, Chris, so uh, like I said, thanks again for having me. Um, So I guess uh, we'll talk about some things, I guess, mostly about podcasting and mm. as well as a few other things we spoke about off air as well. But so I guess as a as a podcast host and producer yourself, I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I've been doing podcasting for like two years, nearly three mm. years, actually. Mm. So mm. I'm still like a, like a small fish in the big pond that is podcasting. I mean, what do you think of the podcasting scene or how did you um, start in, start out in podcasting? I'm also fairly new. To oh, the you podcasting are? Okay. scene, yeah. yeah. I, my um, my business has grown uh, quite quite rapidly in the small amount of time that I've kind of been in the scene. I started out in audio in the events world, live events, mixing bands, um, mixing corporate gigs, stuff like that. That's how I started out. Okay. Through my university courses, they wanted us to do a radio show, and I wanted to do a podcast instead of a radio show. And this is only. 18 months ago or so, I think it was, that, okay. that I like started to put this podcast radio show together for a university project. Wow. And yeah, I got a good grade for it. I really, really enjoyed the process. That ended up being the first episode of my The History of Australia podcast. Um, and from there, it's just kind of grown organically. Yeah. Um, I've just been advertising on Facebook to uh, to different communities and different people offering my services as a qualified, you know, studied audio engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, and my thing is that I really want to kind of take the, the DIY side of podcasting. So you have lots of interesting conversations, long form conversations with, with, with cool people. I wanted to take that and make it sound like a commercial podcast production oh right that makes sense and that was kind of my whole angle coming into podcasting because i really like podcasts but i also really like audio Mm. so when i'm listening to a podcast and the audio let's say isn't as good as it could be it's a bit amateur yeah (laughs) yeah um i would get not frustrated because like these these are these people aren't professional audio engineers. You know, they're just doing the best they can. But like, I would still... <laughs> I'll put right. my hand up for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, there's... Yeah. Um, the, I really liked the the whole the whole forum of podcasting. It's DIY. It's long form. You can choose when you want to listen to it. And the content was always really good. Yep. It was just that in my head, there were so many improvements that could be made on the audio side of things. Yeah. So that's yeah. where I kind of went, bing. I really enjoyed doing this project for university i really like podcasting i really like audio there's like a gap here for me yeah you know what i mean i can insert myself in there and say to people hey i'm happy to be your editor or your technical producer but my thing is quality 
Yeah. And you've actually come in at a really interesting time because uh, when I started doing podcasting in 2017, I do a, a, I told you off air a Seinfeld podcast as well. Um, that one was basically, it's, it's, it's been DIY as well. Mm. I, when I started, I think it was just at the tail end of podcasting being niche, uh, you know, because yeah. you tell people I do a podcast in 2017. Oh, what's, what's that? What's that? What's that? Yeah. What's that? Now I tell people I do two podcasts. They're like, oh yeah, podcast. Cool. That's what is cool. it? I'll, yeah. I'll subscribe. It? I'll subscribe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've noticed a, a massive change like just in the past 12 to 18 months you know like since i started dipping my toes in the water uh, there's been a massive groundswell just in that time Mm, you know like i'm not sure how big the advertising revenue market is but i would imagine that in the last two or three years it's like quadrupled or quintupled or something like that you know for for australian advertising revenue in podcasts because the corporate side of the world is starting to recognize that this is where all the traffic's going. This is where all the engagement's going. The old media's kind of dead yeah. or is dying. Or they're evolving. I mean, the mainstream or radio... Or evolving, st- yes, yeah, you're right. The, yeah. yeah, the mainstream radio stations, they're coming in and do, they're even releasing after shows as their own podcasts. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. the, the catch-up podcasts yeah. and, and stuff like that. I had something written down here. 1.6 million Aussies apparently listen to podcasts uh, in every four-week block yeah. and only like 2.2 million listen to Spotify. And that's the music streaming service, you know what I mean? So that Spotify is massive. Everyone knows what Spotify is. Mm. But um, 2.2 million on Spotify versus 1.6 million Aussies listening to podcasts. Yeah. Like, it's it's rising, man. It's, it's getting on par with the most popular music streaming service. Uh, yeah, and Spotify's even come into the podcasting game exactly as well. Exactly right. They've yeah. had a podcast section for a while, but they've mm. bought Gimlet. That's they one have, of the they, podcast networks yes, in the US. Yes, they did, absolutely. And also they purchased Anchor, a uh, podcast service. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they're, they want to get into the game as well. So there's a lot of money, big massively. money there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that with this commercialization of podcasts, do you mm-hmm. think it makes it harder for DIY independent podcasters to produce yes. something to that level? Yeah, absolutely. Do you think yeah. do you think that there'll be still a market for these kind of people? There will still be a market, absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah. because you'll always have the people who are less inclined to listen to polished commercial content that's sponsored. There will always be a group of people who like the garagey sound. You, you know what I mean? Like that like the DIY sound. Yeah. And you can get a certain honesty in content from those kinds of operations. The really nice, highly polished, sponsored content nowadays that you see kind of, you know, rising up in the charts. Yeah, it's it's making it harder for those DIY grunge guys to, to make it to the top of the charts. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. Because, I mean, the indie scene, like you said, will still be around. Mm. Um, but I've heard criticisms, not just from other podcasters as well, also from the public, mm. where the line between radio and podcasting is kind of blurred. And it's and there's mm. a lot of commercial, obviously, with, with the war chests that many of these media organizations have, like, you know, NPR in the United States, ABC yeah. and SBS over here, they've Absolutely. got massive war chests of money. Yeah, and they uh, can just throw money at, and open up an agency or merge with an agency. Yeah, and yeah. even um, uh, because last year, uh, my podcast, but I don't want to be, but I don't want to be a secondary character. It's so hard to say after three years. <laughs> but I don't want to be a secondary character. <laughs> I'm a secondary character, yeah. That got nominated for an Australian Podcast Award. But we lost. Thank you. Um, but that lost to an SBS podcast. Mm. And obviously SBS, like, it was a, a Handmaid's yeah. Tale podcast. Yeah. And they were like, you listen to them, like, oh, yeah, they're, they're like, journalists and stuff yes. you know they're full yeah. on yeah. and then i think the abc and the sbs i think out of like 20 something awards they won like half of them mm. or thereabouts or maybe a bit more so yeah. it just goes to show you that you know the quality the content it's all you know they, they've really stepped it up they absolutely have yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah it's um it's gonna be interesting to see how that develops okay because you've got a lot more you've got a lot more smaller podcast production agencies I guess like myself um, I I'm just a freelancer at the moment I do brand myself as Burke sound and media but mm. I'm just a freelancer I'm not a business yet I plan to be one day so what I mean with all that is will 
the businesses that I'm trying to start, which are, I'm not ABC or SBS, but I'm also not DIY. I'm a professional audio engineer who wants to go out on his own and make a technical production agency. So I'm like that middle ground, right? I'm not the DIY guy who's, you know, using free programs and looking up how to do things on YouTube, but I'm I'm also not SBS with their millions and millions of dollars and their war chest, as you say. So it'll be interesting to see, as you say, last year, SBS and ABC took out so many awards, you know, will it continue to go that way Mm. towards them Mm. or will the creation of these middle ground agencies, if you will, where I put myself, will we start to take... Will you become the benchmark for the DIY podcasters? So instead of the DIY guys saying, oh, geez, how am I going to compete? Like, I don't have my own studio, you know, I don't have my own like $500 microphones. Mm. How am I going to manage to compete with these guys mm. but if you were like the middle ground or if you were like the benchmark then it would be much easier for people on like tight budgets or with average equipment to kind of you know lift their game a little bit Absolutely, that, yeah. that's what i noticed as well because when, when i started in hindsight when i started my other podcast i felt that because technically we weren't that good we were still learning how to do stuff while we were recording for the f- yeah. so for the f- you listen to the first 10 episodes and they're pretty they're not that good and so many podcasters started out that way yeah you know what i mean like yeah. literally just oh let's try and do it and then we'll find our way when we get there and but in a way as well like people like yourself um abc sbs and all that you've actually like you've helped us improve mm. like i must say because um we've really lifted our game in terms of like the quality of the audio i've learned how to like actually edit the audio get out the noise reduction yep. and all that kind of stuff like stuff that makes it sound like crystal Mm. You know, when you listen to it, I mean, obviously not to the standard of like Mm. studio, Mm. but you know, quite reasonable. Like I'm sure you even listen to it. You'd be like, oh yeah, that's not bad. Of course, (laughs) yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. As as an engineer, it's quite it's quite interesting, like listening through different productions because there will be a production by someone with a big name, and I'll think the audio is really average, and then there'll be a production by you know just joe blow in his backyard and it will sound really good because yeah. they've, they've like tried and put the effort in whereas the guy who's got a big name just thinks he can like put a microphone in his middle of his room and talk into it and 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 publish that yeah well you know one I mean? e- yeah. yeah well one example of that is um there's a podcast that i listen to called let's talk about sex mm-hmm. um i think it's a girl from sydney i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure and I, I thought i read somewhere like a, like she's been in articles and on tv and stuff recently i think i read somewhere that when she was starting out she was using basic equipment mm-hmm. and she had to record it i think in the cupboard of her share house yeah. you know and she had to wait till that's like 11 one. or 12 at night to yeah, record so there's a, no that's noise that's a classic one yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. because all the, all the the small not only the small space um the clothes uh, all around you in a mm. cupboard absorptive material yeah the material so it's a good space to a good space to record yeah the clothes really help because i do some voiceover work on the side and nice. you know like i, I record in the closet with clothes yeah. and it's, <laughs> it sounds great it does <laughs> it's it excellent does, yeah. so I, I did say that um podcasting has evolved like i did i did go into the point where literally it started becoming more mainstream um how do you think in the australian market because in the United States, that's going to be a billion-dollar industry mm-hmm. if, it, if it isn't already. What do you think of podcasting in Australia? Do you think it'll just become bigger and bigger, or will it stay the same? I was talking to one of my good friends last night. We just went to the pub for a beer and a, a pot and palmer. Sure. And he said to me, I was telling him about the business, and he's like, oh, this is really good. You get new clients, this and that. Oh, I've got, I'm up to eight shows. Cool. How are you going with this? Blah, blah, blah. We haven't chatted about it at all. And he said to me, when I was talking about the future and maybe I'm open a business and go further with this, he said to me, how do you know you're not in the middle of a podcast bubble? Oh, right. And it got me thinking. Like I said to him, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so you <laughs> it, think it could like it yeah. could be a bubble? A I bubble? I'm yeah. not really sure. I don't think so. Like my gut feeling is no. My gut feeling is that this is the new media. My gut feeling is this is replacing radio. This yeah. is replacing um, all of all of the the old terrestrial stuff. It's it's on demand now. It's through the internet. I think podcasting is here to stay, and I yeah. think I'm hoping if the audience. You know, because they're like you mentioned before, there'll always be those independent DIY podcasters, and there'll always be an audience for them. I think as long as 
podcasting doesn't become too much like radio where mm-hmm. there's ads every 10 seconds. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. there's like eight ads in a row and then it's back to the podcast. I think as long as they don't change the format. I'm yeah. like, you know, with advertising, it's good to have like the pre-roll. That's like the start of the episode for those who don't do podcasting, mm-hmm. you know, mid-roll in the middle and then post at the end. Mm-hmm. I think it's nice to have those. And it's good to show that advertisers help sponsor the show that you listen to. But I, I'm just, I just fear that one day it'll just become like commercial radio mm. and then you'll listen to a podcast and 30 minutes of it will be ads and the other 20 will be talk. You know, do you, do you think that that might eventually happen if podcasting becomes so big? I guess it's up to us, isn't it? Yeah. As yeah. the creators, like as, as the producers. The pioneers as the that pioneer, we are. Mostly yeah, you, yeah. but not really me. <laughs> no, but, no, come yeah. on. Um, like it's up to us, I guess, isn't it? Like it, look, the corporate podcasts are going to do what the corporate podcasts want to do. They're controlled by money. But, like, I would like to think that we are not, right? I'd like to think that, of course, we need to pay the bills. But, like, I would like to think that we chase things like good content. We chase things like honesty. We chase things like changing the world, changing people's views. Educating people. Sharing our story, educating people. I would like to think that we care about these things more than the bottom line, whereas your corporate organization podcasts, they're going to look at the bottom line i think and they're doing it for branding and marketing reasons and stuff we don't do it like that no because i get so many people you know since i've done these podcasts they i get so many people ask me about how to how do i start a podcast how do i start a podcast i've probably had at least a couple dozen people in the last couple of years like i'm not kidding i'm not exaggerating and i i I get them too man i get them too all the time all the time yeah yeah. how do you do this how do you do that i've been thinking about this yeah yeah yeah. i want to do this as a podcast oh Mm. cool um but the things that i say is if they they say to me oh what advice do you have Mm. I say to them that a podcast needs to be three things. Mm. It needs to be engaging. Mm-hmm. It needs to be entertaining mm. to a degree, depending on what the subject is. Mm. I, don't, I don't think you can make true crime entertaining per se. I guess you could. Um, uh, yeah, entertaining. Plenty of those, isn't there? Yeah, of course. <laughs> entertaining, engaging, and educational. I think mm. if, if you're learning something, you're having fun, and you're interested in the in the um, podcast hosts, yes, or yeah. you know the podcast hosts you're have in, good you're engaged. You're engaged. Yeah. I think you've got a good podcast. I, I think agree. no matter what the subject is. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. absolutely agree. That's yeah. a, that's a really good point. There. Yeah, that's yeah, a really good point. So speaking of podcasting, Chris, you um, host a podcast yourself, The History of Australia, and you produce quite a few. So uh, I do. Tell us about the podcast that you're involved in behind the mic and uh, behind the desk (laughs) production desk so my uh the podcast that is mine my content i produce is called the history of australia that is the one that i said was like the university project right yeah um and it was like a passion project and it only got three episodes in before i started picking up more of other people's work you know the paid stuff yeah and of course the uh the passion project goes by the wayside. Of course. Um, but what's actually really exciting, so I actually haven't released any new content on that for 12 months, which sure. is a bad boy, bad thing. Yeah, pod However, fading. <laughs> you're, you're fading. I am pod fading. I'm, 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 exactly. But no, I've actually just had a, a guy from Queensland reach out to me. His name is Simon. Um, he is a, uh, a semi-retired guy who's got a massive interest in history. He's an academic as well. Sure. And uh, he actually offered to collaborate with me and do some scripting and some researching and things like that, which is, you know, that's obviously the main kind of portion of the oh, podcast you've got a researcher together nice. so yeah i've uh, i've essentially just got a researcher on board for the history of australia podcast and we will start churning out more and more content hopefully you know once every four weeks or something like that i'm hoping Great. um because uh, simon's doing this in his own time uh we don't really have a schedule okay. but yeah it's going to be a lot more regular than one every 12 months nice so maybe 2020 sometime absolutely yeah, yeah. first sure. episode will, uh, will land in january yeah. excellent where can we find the history of australia right now if you want to listen to the three episodes the three episodes of the history in australia you can find them on all of your all of your yeah 
I, I get what you mean. All your <laughs> you can find them on all, <laughs> all of your yeah. good podcast directories, yes. Spotify, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, very good, very good. And what are the, some of the ones that you produce? You actually produce some quite a few ones that I've I seen in the top one hundred of our iTunes and all <laughs> that stuff. Pretty big ones. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I am on board with the She's on the Money crew, and we're going to be launching season two uh, of She's on the Money starting in January of next year, twenty twenty, which is exciting. Um, that's a really really fun one to work on. Victoria's been awesome. Um, she's a an absolute character. She's like so honest and so herself and she's been great to work with yeah. and I can't wait to rip into season two um, of She's on the Money in January of 2020. It's going to be really yeah, fun. That'll be really fun and I'm guessing it's to do with money. Absolutely. Obviously, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like is. finance. So, or? well, She's on the Money because, I mean, you probably wouldn't have listened to it. It's not marketed to you. So, it's a, um, it's a, a finance advice podcast, but it's geared towards females. Okay. So sure. it, they talk about, uh, you know, things like impulse buying and things like afterpay and things like weddings and things like um, even they actually actually even go into the psychology um, of how uh, men and women men and women can be different in how they purchase and and how they um, how they spend their money. Sure. Um, so it's actually it's actually quite interesting. You know, it's it's really targeted towards women and trying to encourage this female um, money literacy. I mean, you know, we want money literacy for for everybody, um, but yeah. Yeah, Victoria's got this fantastic community that uh, are on Facebook and that they, they help each other out so much and, and she contributes and the episodes are, are great and they're going to sound even better next year. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> yeah, because I, I looked on iTunes the other day and it's like, oh, because I yeah. remember you, you told me while we were organising this interview that um you do She's on the Money and I'm like, yeah. I've seen that before. It was like 50-something on the charts. I was like, whoa, geez, okay. <laughs> yeah, and that's, <laughs> and that's without a yeah. release of an episode in two months three months oh, or wow. something like that Jeez. yeah they finished their first season a couple of months ago so oh, um, yeah go. they're quite popular yeah very popular indeed mm. so which, which other ones do you do other ones are uh, the Peers to Peers uh, podcast which is run by Michelle Akitanor from the Peers Project the Peers Project are a podcast production agency that um, do some some shows for some other uh, corporate brands and things like that. Um, so we, yeah, I work with them on on a couple of different uh, a couple of different names, uh, a couple that I can't actually reveal at the moment because we've got stuff in planning to come out in twenty twenty. Um, but her proprietary podcast is called the Peers to Peers Podcast, and what she does is because she is an entrepreneur herself, she started up this production agency and is and is rolling through with these companies in twenty twenty. She interviews other entrepreneurs from all around the world. She loves interviewing people from the Forbes 30 under 30 and just asks them about their success and about their life and about how they achieved what they achieved and what's their biggest failure and you know all these kinds of things. So nice. that's like a bit of a, a self-helpy entrepreneurial really happy good feeling kind of podcast that yeah, one at very engaging and educational <laughs> it is absolutely so that's the peers yeah. to peers podcast Excellent. and then we move on to my good friend andrew davies oh my goodness who... he's so busy <laughs> <laughs> andrew davies me and him have just hooked up in the past couple of weeks um and he produces i am going to be producing for him the new normal project podcast which is about uh plant-based eating oh. yoga meditation mindfulness and just that general self-improvement kind of stuff oh very good which is cool and he He's also a doctor, an intensive care doctor. So he hosts the Mastering Intensive Care podcast, which is an industry podcast for intensivists. Oh, interesting. Because yeah. last week I actually spoke to a couple of nutritionists from right. the Encore Nutrition podcast, uh, ah, Two Peas in a Pod yes. podcast. Yeah. Yes. So I spoke to uh, Lauren and Elise and, Elise, and Drew right. as well. Um, so yeah, we talked about uh, some you know, nutritional things as well, mostly yep. to do with like oncology and stuff. Because sure. the th the th one of the themes of this podcast is um, adversity and survival. Of course. Because I, I mentioned in a 
previous episode that I had cancer. Mm. So I talked about that with another guest. Mm. And uh, mm. yeah, we talked about that as well. So we kind of, yeah, talked about food and its links to that and that sort yeah, of thing. Absolutely. So yeah, just, to, and, and, and of, they're, they're advocates for plant-based foods yeah, as well. Yeah, all of this research that's kind of coming out around plant-based and, and how good it really is. Like it's seriously looking like the hippies were totally right back in yeah. the 60s. You know what I mean? They like, were. They, like legitimately 100% right. I mean, when we were kids, it was like steak, Man. lamb, Pork. Yeah. My dad was a butcher, right? Oh my my goodness. dad was a butcher. So, like, I, I was raised, and if, you, if you're listening, Dad, sorry, <laughs> I was raised to believe that if there is no meat on the plate, you're not eating a meal, oh, right? Yeah. Like, salad, what's that? Soup, huh? Like, it's got to be a chunk of meat plus something. <laughs> and that was my entire childhood. And, you know, I'm not the smallest boy in the world. I'm, I'm a bit tuppy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, like, all of this kind of, I'm doing these podcasts, The New Normal Project, Mastering Intensive Care with with Dr. Andrew Davies. And he's just talking about all this plant-based stuff and, and giving all these examples and these case studies and referencing these studies about, you know, all this research that's coming out to say that, you know, whole foods, plant-based, stay away from processed is, mm-hmm. is like curing diseases. And, yeah. Well, that's how our ancestors ate, what, a million years ago, Absolutely, two million years yeah, ago. Yeah. That's, that's the so, idea behind it. Yeah, for mm. sure. Wow, geez, there you so, go. So. Yeah. And then for last off is uh, Glenn James's podcast. Hello, Glenn, if you're listening. My Millennial Money, My Millennial Property, and next year he's got a couple more coming out, My Millennial Career. Uh, he also has My Millennial Express. He's he's the My Millennial King. Uh-huh. Is he going to be doing a boomer series as well or just, <laughs> just millennials this time? <laughs> uh, if you're listening, Glenn, that's a really good idea. <laughs> My Boomer Property. Okay, Boomer Property Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so shout out to uh, to all the all the peeps that I produce. And yeah, if you're interested in, in any of those podcasts, My Millennial Money, She's on the Money, Peers to Peers, New Normal Project, Mastering Intensive Care, go check them out. So you work um, for the Convention and Exhibition Centre in Melbourne. Uh, you're a live sound engineer. So uh, you told me that you have some very interesting stories in that line of work. So well, I guess, first of all, what do you do? In that line of work, first of all. So in that line of work, I'm an AV technician and a live mix engineer. So uh, the, as a technician, you're kind of just, you know, doing your, your general techie work. You're plugging in a speaker and making it make a sound and uh, running power to things and this and that, blah, blah, blah. You're just doing audio-visual busy work. Uh, but the the fun times is when you get to sit behind the uh, the big audio desk and control a show. Yeah. Um, and you're literally mixing all the audio levels for the show what's being sent to the speakers and trying to make sure that everyone's having a good time, you know? Yeah. So what are these funny stories that you want to tell me? <laughs> well, I don't know about funny. It's just that I I, um, I wanted to mention it to you because uh, there's been a lot of protests recently around the mining conferences and stuff oh, like yeah. that, right? Yeah. And, and like, we were there. I was there um, on okay. the days that you were one of the protests were happening. Well, I wasn't one of the protesters. I was oh, okay. working at the convention centre. Oh, of course. It was yeah. at the convention centre. Because right, the, right. the protests were at the Melbourne Convention Centre. Of Center. course. Uh, it was for IMARC, the Australian Mining and Resources Conference. Mm-hmm. And so... It's just really interesting rocking up to work and just like having the entire building being barricaded by, by protesters. I'm in support of their cause, you know what I mean? But it's really kind of just like interesting to like to rock up and be like, hey, like um, I just kind of want to get through to go to work, right? Yeah. And it's like, you know, people standing with their arms. Were you wearing a suit? Because they probably were no, thinking you're one of the no, miners. No, luckily like, not. Oh, are you the head of BHP? <laughs> Beat him up. No, no. I was just wearing my um my casual gear. Oh, good. Yes. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, it's, it's it, it was just really interesting. Yeah. And the other thing that, that is that is interesting and probably worth noting is like 
The protesters might not understand or know this, but because I work at the convention center, I know what happens at these events. And it was the mining and resources conference, but like a massive part of that conference every single year has, goes more and more and more towards renewables. Yeah, absolutely. And so yeah. there was people protesting outside and they're protesting the mining portion of the conference. But I don't think they realized that like a large portion of that conference were actually renewable energy vendors yeah. trying to spread the renewable energy word. I heard that as well. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And the existing mining companies are doing some things to reduce their carbon footprint as they well. They are, yeah. yeah. So like yeah. There's, there's things happening and it is moving. And, and, and yes, it's moving at a slow rate, slower than we would like. Mm. And yeah, the, 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 the climate change is an issue that, that I think worries everyone nowadays, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, it's just... Very interesting sometimes being on the other side of these protests, you know, um, working in the building and, and kind of seeing it from a different perspective. Yeah. yeah. Were, were the protests as big as what they made it out to be in the news? No, no not as many no, people? No, we're yeah. near it. No, we're near Fair it. Fair enough. No. Anything other interesting stories that have happened? Have you have you ever had like a malfunction where you put up the wrong thing, or you know, was it like a a nudie pic that got put up by accident? It's like, oh shit! I've got a really, Whoops. I've actually got a really funny story that's not from me, but it's from another bloke, <laughs> a friendly horse. Yeah, and I'm not going to say his name. I'm not going to dob him in. He's a bloke I work with. What what happened was he was operating a conference, and on top of the operator's console. There's a little light that sticks up, just like a little gooseneck, right? Just, and it just sits above the console so you can see what's going on in a dark room. Yeah. It's just like a little light. And he was sitting there, and it was a very long, very boring conference. This guy's been speaking for like an hour. And for some reason, he thinks to himself, I bet I could fit that light in my mouth. It's <laughs> just hanging okay. on a gooseneck above the, the, uh, the console. <laughs> and so he leans up, and he leans over the board to put his mouth around this light. I don't know why. But when he did that, he knocked the faders with his, like, oh. with, his, with his stomach. Yeah, yeah. And he turned up some background music. Oh, dear. So background music has come up in the room. Yeah. Everyone in the room's looked towards the mixing console of the guy who's controlling the audio. And he's got and a he's gonna light his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what compelled them to do that? I've got no, no idea, idea, man. But things like that can happen from time to time because you've got so many things active on a board. Yeah, of course. And then everything's got to be muted except the one guy that's talking. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I will admit that once or twice there has been the odd lapel microphone that's been active in a toilet. Oh, okay. So you've heard <laughs> Heard it from both ends? Some evacuatory noises or something oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah fair no. enough. <laughs> it's just inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a mistake. <laughs> mistake, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, um, another interesting one was, kind of getting back to the protesty thing again, was we hosted Jordan Peterson. Oh, okay. When he yes. came out and did his talk. Here a in, very polarising figure. Extremely polarising figure. Extremely yeah. polarising figure. Yeah. Um, me personally, I like some of Jordan's opinions and don't like others. Um, I like him as a psychologist. I don't yeah. like him as a political figure. I like. I, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's good as a psychologist, and I do like some of his ideas. Mm. But yeah, I, I don't really resonate with all of them too. I'm like, yeah, 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 he, yeah. he just makes a lot of noise, and he seems like a bit of a. Uh, yeah, his political side of things, I'm, I'm not necessarily a big fan of. But I, I read his book, Twelve Rules. Um, before he became a political figure. You know, oh, okay. It first got released four or five years ago. You did it before it was cool. Yeah, I did it. I, I did Peterson before Peterson was cool. <laughs> no, no, but I did it as as a just a, a form of, of self-help. You know, like I was reading books to try and improve myself. I was feeling sad and a bit depressed and all this kind of stuff. Sure, and, sure. Uh, I found a lot of value in Peterson's book. Yeah. Uh, I took a lot away from it. 
and then he came up in the media as as this polarizing figure and yeah yeah they gave all, him all his names like alt-right nazi yeah, alt-right like, mm, nazi and all this and yeah, i'm like oh, come sense. on guys this guy like personally helped my life you yeah know what i mean so yeah. it's like <laughs> sure. it's a bit hard to kind of sit there and hear all that stuff i guess when you know that this guy has done so much good for so many people, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, for sure. I yeah. mean, did, did, you, did you say you got the chance to meet him? Or see No, him? I didn't get a chance oh, to meet didn't. him. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I was... Um I was I was technician on duty for his for his um, gig okay. for, for his talk I should say, um, so I was kind of monitoring um, monitoring some some things side of stage and whatnot. It's you know, that that part's boring, yeah, um, yeah. but uh, yeah, there was a lot of protests when he came out as well. There was people dressed up in lobster costumes and stuff because you mm. know they they had that lobster meme about him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah long time yeah. ago, yeah. Um, so yeah, I was uh, I was there for the Jordan Peterson protests, the I Mark protests. It, it can be a uh, an interesting place to work sometimes. I could imagine it's a good place to work. <laughs> it is good actually. Yeah, no, it's yeah. a good it's a good place to work. Shout That's... out to the sexy building. And the sexy building. Yeah, it's a really nice building, isn't it? It's so well, it's 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 a it's a bit of an inside joke that one. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> one of the directors was doing a speech in front of the the staff body at, at some function or something. It was before my time, and he mm. referred to it as the sexy building. Ah. And from then, it's just stuck. So yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, that's the one. <laughs> so you mentioned before that you did read Jordan Peterson's book, and it helped mm-hmm. you with your with your sometimes your depression and uh, the other yep. things. Um, because one one of the themes of this podcast I mentioned earlier was adversity and survival. Mm-hmm. Um. So I've talked to, um, a couple of weeks ago, I spoke to a survivor of domestic violence, mm-hmm. and I'm going to speak to people who've um, had cancer and also people who've struggled with unemployment and mm-hmm. a few other things as well. And and while and We it's, all have our adversity. We sure do. And while it's really nice to speak to you and other people about different things to kind of, you know, break it up a little bit, I mean, you mentioned off here that you too have your own um, uh, mental health battles. So I guess, tell me about those. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I suffer from depression- uh, and have suffered from depression for I think quite a long time into my teenage years. When you know, when you look back and you kind of go, "Oh, yeah, probably was for a while." You weren't just a moody kid. <laughs> I wasn't just a moody kid. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then more recently, I've I've developed anxiety as well, which is which is quite interesting. Depression's a funny one for me. It's it's it comes and it goes. Yeah. It comes in waves. I will be over the moon and ecstatic and think that I'm doing all the right things and I'm killing it and I'm the best audio engineer in the, the goddamn world and you know everything seems really great. I'm kind of in that space at the moment, you know what I mean? So it's like it's easy to talk to you about my work and all yeah. that kind of stuff and be really positive about it because I'm in a positive mindset at the moment. Like, that's where I am. Right. Um, but last weekend, I wasn't. Friday through Sunday last week, I was in the dumps. Yeah, I was very, very blue. Was there an event or something no. that you think maybe triggered you? I've been trying I've been trying to find out why for so long. Uh, I just think it is a chemical thing with me. Um, I've made a lot of lifestyle changes through my time. Uh and it's all been positive. I've made a lot of positive changes. I've done a lot of self-help. Um, next thing on the on the menu for me is is shedding the extra kgs, the mm-hmm. extra kilograms. Yeah, exercise uh, helps with that, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And the the mental health thing is is a massive one for me. So making sure that my mind is in a good space from day to day. And I've made leaps and bounds over the years. I've read a lot of books. I've listened to a lot of podcasts. I've watched a lot of YouTube, TED Talks, all this kind of stuff to try and understand what the brain is and to try and figure out why I just feel dread sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And as I said last Friday, like nothing really happened. I just got up and it was a bad day. Okay. I, I could feel it. Yeah. And I could feel it coming on and I was like, oh, God, here we go. And it, was, it, and it was three days. It was just three days of solid blue what does it feel like when you're blue like that? There's a lot of self-doubt. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's a heap of self-doubt. Like um, all this podcast stuff that I'm doing, the business that I'm creating, I think is like the wrong decision or I'm not doing it right or I'm not good enough or I'll think the worst, right? I'll think like all my, all my clients hate me or I'll think like, oh, I haven't heard back from this person. I emailed her two days ago. What's she thinking, right? <laughs> it's, it's all these silly, 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 silly things that in reality absolutely don't exist. No. And to all of my clients, how you going? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I you don't hate you and I know right? why you didn't respond to the email for two days because everyone's got a life, right? Yeah. But when I'm in that mind space, mm-hmm. in that I call it slow. Me, me and my wife, we, we refer to it as slowness. Um, when I'm in a slow mind space or I'm having a slow day, it's just impossible to fight those things off. Yeah. Impossible. Impossible. So it just takes you a few days to yeah. get the hang of it. And, and it's it weird because I'm in, in my own head saying, this is just your depression. You'll be out of it in a few days if you concentrate on the positives and you make an effort to see the good in what you're doing. Yeah. And I tell myself that, but it, it, it takes two or three days of me telling myself that yeah. for it to, to kick in. Yeah. Because yeah. right now I'm actually seeing a psychologist myself because mm-hmm. I'm going through some um, sign of anxiety things as well and, yes. and a bit of well it's not quite depression but my psychologist thinks because i had a major surgery to remove my cancer i had actually had my left pelvis amputated as well right because uh, where the tumor sat if you listen mm. to previous episodes i explain everything i won't go into detail again. that's okay yep. um but yeah but with that I, I i felt i still feel like grief and loss from it and also um sometimes i feel i don't feel physically inadequate or adequate you know like i can't do all the physical things like running and yeah. jumping and that sort of thing yeah so i've actually gone to see a psychologist and Mm -hmm. it's been really helpful um so i'm kind of going through like she describes it as like grief and loss for my operation so even though i've lost you know a part of my body it's still loss like you've lost someone it is so i'm kind of even though the operation was over two years ago it's Mm. kind of this delayed effect Mm. that i've been been feeling in the last six months or so but the the point is that i'm I'm trying to say is like you see i think seeing someone would help you a lot Mm. i Mm. think um because they've taught me about mindfulness as well, um, gratitude, you know, being positive about the little things, mm-hmm. you know, listing mm-hmm. five things, you know, that you're grateful for every day, yep. you know, no matter how big or how small, it mm. could be like, oh, I, I put together a podcast episode, <laughs> you know, that's my number five. Cool. Absolutely. You know, I did, I did my millennial money. I knocked off two eps or yeah, three, yeah. whatever it is that's you do. That's my goal for the day. Yeah. Or, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. And also I've been doing, um, using a mindfulness app as well and to help with breathing and that sort of stuff. But mm. no, but, but actually going to go see the psychologist just helped me a lot so i think in addition to those i think with with mental illness i think it's good like while you're doing your own research as well i think it's also good to go to a professional as well i actually do go to a psychologist oh you do yeah okay. no okay. i do it oh. is only very new though so yeah same I've, with me i've only yeah. seen my psychologist i think four sessions and we've done them two weeks apart right so it's been like uh eight weeks yeah so. mine, mine's been three weeks uh three three sessions two weeks two weeks apart yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So sure. kind of a similar oh, position there, there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um and it's been extremely beneficial yes yeah, yeah. okay um, good. just because you got like someone else there to like well here's the first thing right it's just literally someone there to listen to you so you can talk right that's the first thing that's it that's the first thing because yep. so many of us don't talk that's about right. the issues that we have yeah so the first thing is that you're just talking and that's good the second thing is that that's someone who has studied for years and years in the field and has experience with other people who are going through similar things to what you are it's like you're going to see a doctor Doctors got more of an idea of how to fix a certain ailment than I do. Mm. In the exact same way, the psychologist is going to have more of an idea about what may or may not be happening within my brain or within my reward systems or thoughts that is causing me to be so sad. Okay. And and are you seeing progress with these? I am seeing heaps of progress. Oh, that's good. Heaps of progress, yeah. Oh, awesome. 
it's only been eight weeks, so it is hard to say, like, heaps of progress, I guess. But, yes, I'm feeling positive about it all. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you should also, like, mindfulness is a good thing too. Just, mm. like, even just closing your eyes for five, ten minutes and just breathing, you know, yep. focusing on your breath. You forget about the business. You forget about the podcast. You forget about the clients, even though I'm sure they're nice people. Of course. Um, you know, <laughs> you forget about everything. It's just you in the moment, you know. That is That's one, really handy. That is one yeah. thing that I'm uh, going through with my psychologist at the moment. Oh, is cool. My, is kind of my... Um, and, and it does happen when you run your own business and it's, I'm lucky, I'm extremely lucky, right? I, I am extremely passionate about my business yeah. and I have a business that I'm able to run from home, which like all these things are really cool and really good. But as someone who's susceptible to depression, uh, sleeping and working one room away from each other and not going outside and not socializing is not a great thing for someone who's prone to depression. Yeah. Because that can bring on depression, you know, you're isolating yourself. Being isolated. Yeah. 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 Um, so what we're working through at the moment with my psychologist is me being able to separate my work life and my uh, life life. Yeah, yeah. life life. Um, yep. Like I need to be able to separate Chris Burke from Burke Sound and Media. Even though I am a freelancer and I am running that as a business, I need to be able to take time for myself. I can't yeah. be working 70-hour weeks. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, you know, you've got one life and you, yeah. you've got a life outside of work as well exactly you've yeah. got your work but then you've got your life exactly which you have right. to because if you do too much of your life then the work suffers yeah but if you do too much work then your life suffers and if there's anything that um michelle has taught me in the peers to peers podcast it's that s- setting goals is so extremely important yeah so like it sounds funny to me but setting a goal of like i'd like to go on one holiday a year you know what i mean or two or, you know a weekend away and one bigger holiday per year and setting that as a goal and writing it down on a board and working towards it and budgeting it. Like, I have to do that, otherwise I'll just work. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Yeah, and even though you're doing something that you're really passionate no, about. I love it, and that's yeah. the danger. And that's the that's danger, the whole yeah. danger. You yeah. love it too much. Exactly, I love it <laughs> yeah. too much. That and it affects it, everything else. It just it just affects everything else. It'll affect my relationship and does affect my relationship with my wife, you yeah. know, from time to time. So we always have to constantly check in with each other and communicate as openly as possible about how we're feeling. Yeah. Because I might, you know, have a couple of, big projects due and I'm in the studio nonstop for a couple of days yeah. and she's not getting the emotional support that she needs. And so we have a really good system where she can just come to me and say, I'm not getting the emotional support I need. Yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah. You can just be honest with people. Yeah, even though you live under the same roof. Absolutely. Yeah, it's still, it's <laughs> it doesn't have to be an argument. Yeah. <laughs> it can just be a discussion. <laughs> discussion. I don't feel emotionally supported. Oh, I'm really sorry about that. I've been very busy. How can I help? Like, how can I do something different? It sounds weird, but it works. Yeah, it works. Oh, as long as you're open with her and stuff. And absolutely. It yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate you talking to me about this, Chris, because you, you mentioned it's the first time you've ever spoken about this on the mic. Yes. Yeah. First time I've spoken about it in front of a microphone. So I speak to it. I speak about my friends. I speak with my friends about my mental health all the time and I ask them about their mental health. Um, but yeah, doing it in front of a microphone and, uh, and broadcasting it out to the world, something completely different. Yeah. Actually, I, I will mention something. Sure. Me and my mates started this initiative. And when I say my mates, I mean, you know, a group of 10 blokes that I've known since high school. We still, you know, see each other often and, and, and whatnot. We've actually started up an initiative called Men's Circle. Have you heard of a Men's Circle before? No, I've heard of Men's Shed, uh, yeah. but not Men's Circle. No, so, is, is that kind of in that kind of vein? In that vein, right. Yeah. So a Men's Circle is um, one of our mates did it with a, a, an offshoot of a friend or a mate or a cousin or something, and he experienced one of these Men's Circles and, and thought it was quite powerful and, and had a great experience. So he brought it into our group of friends, and what it is is you just get together for a night and you know at someone's house, you cook, share a meal, there's no drugs, no alcohol, and once you've shared your meal, essentially you just kind of sit in a big circle and the floor is completely open and everyone can just talk. 
Yeah. That's all it is, is it's just encouraging people to share their emotions, share their feelings. And the idea is that you, you're not really supposed to give anyone advice. You're supposed to ask questions. Yeah. So instead of saying, oh, yeah, man, I had that, just do this, right? You, you, you ask the person questions so that they can talk more about how they feel and try and get their own way there, right? Yeah, and make the questions open-ended. And Don't just make it yes or no. Don't be like, what do you think? Oh, yeah, Yeah. cool, that's it. (laughs) Do you feel sad? Yes. Yeah, yeah. so that's been really, really helpful. Going from a group of blokes who we all grew up down in Narry Warren uh, and Berwick area, you know, we were kind of rat bags and we used (laughs) to get around down a fat and gate and, you know, we were were one type of person, you know. We we weren't very self-aware. We weren't very emotional with none of that. For my international listeners, Fountaingate is a shopping centre in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne, Australia. In case you're wondering, yeah. <laughs> we have listeners from the US and Germany and a few other places. They'll be like, Fountaingate? Uh, there you Gate. go. Well, there you Fountaingate, go. what's yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Fountaingate. Fountaingate. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so, 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 but now we we sit down and we talk about work. We, we sit down and we talk about how we go and see a psychologist. We sit down and we talk about, oh, I had a fight with the missus. I had to sit down and talk about, you know, these things because... Just, just talking about these things, as I was saying earlier, is is a good thing. So we've completely changed the culture within our friendship circle of of, of blokes. Yeah, and you can all trust each other. You 100%. can basically say anything, and there's I've no cri- shame. I've cried know? in front of them yeah. at the men's circle. Ten years ago, I would have never have ever cried in front of even my wife or my mum. Yeah, you know what I mean. Now I'm crying in front of my mates and talking about it on a podcast. There you go. See, that's that's yeah. Well, I'm glad I could be gotta, the person. You're to, getting, this is it. You got to you got to try and be the change that you want to yeah. see in the rest of the world, or whatever that quote is. But yeah. I do believe it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I was able to give you the opportunity to talk about it on the podcast. Thanks, man. It's quite special. Like I didn't expect it to go like this, but yeah, uh, yeah. that's awesome, good, man. Thanks. Cool. And where can we find out more about? Uh, I mean, uh, Chris Audio. What is it? Audio and Media. Uh, so, is there a website we can check out, or anything like that? Or you still is everything still just in the in the works? Everything the is still in the works. Okay. Yeah. Fair All right. <laughs> um, cool. So you cool. can you can look me up on LinkedIn. You can just search for Chris Burke Audio. Cool. I'll be there. Nice. My email is chrisburkeaudio at gmail and I'm also on Instagram as Chris Burke Audio. And there is a website, which is burksoundandmedia.com. And thank you for giving DIY podcasters like me a chance to, uh, you know, reach your level, you know, Oh, <laughs> well, you know, I don't know about that. But, um, yeah, no, thanks. Thanks, heaps, man. That's all right. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate your time. It's been great. Thank you. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening to another episode of In Melbourne Last Week. You can reach out to me via email at inmelbournelastweek at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at inmelbournelastweek. I'm also on Twitter at imlastweek. You can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other podcast service. You take care, and I'll see you next week for another episode of In Melbourne Last Week. Bye. Bye.